I'm not much of a drinker. I don't drink very often. I'm not anymore. And, and, and I can't really do it. It was uh, the slightest drink will give me a hangover now. It's yeah. just... Oh. Oh, but now the only it's, hangovers it's, I ever had were horrific. like like cider hangovers because oh. that's the only thing I could drink because I didn't like hangovers. the taste. It was just uh, it was just slightly sweet. Cider and hangovers are the worst. They give you such a bad headache. Uh, I don't know if it's well, any different. I've really. never had a Guinness hangover, but I'm assuming that's probably the worst. I, I have actually. had a lot of people say that cider makes them a bit aggro. Oh, you know? cider! Yeah. It just makes me fall asleep. I don't know. I think uh, it's so heavy. I don't know. I, I've never really experienced that because I don't, I've never had a wine hangover because I don't drink They're... it. Because you know why? Because wine isn't nice. <laughs> it's awful. You no, know, we have convinced ourselves that it's nice. It's, I, yeah, no, I am aware that all of that. Alcohol is nice. None yeah. of it tastes no, good. No, that's true. I said that to somebody recently, and they got quite mad, saying, "No, I really like the taste of alcohol." It's like, no, you don't. If You've it wasn't just acclimatized alcohol, yourself you to it. Drink it. Yeah, you're just you're, your brain is now associating yeah. it with the good feelings that come afterwards. Absolutely, the 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 brief window of good feelings that leads to the yeah. The, no, the I can't handle and the misery and the yeah. and the and the gin sads the next day. <laughs> okay, will we move on to the yes, show? Let's, let's. Right. So this week we're talking about three different things. Right. So it's a bumper episode. Yeah. But if you, I can, I can try and do the. Will I do the timer? I thing? think it's best if when we have three. I think. Okay. It's, so it's what best. are we saying for each episode? Try twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Okay. Grand. All right. So we're talking about this week. We're talking about Chris Rock. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the show again? Uh, Selective Outrage. Selective Outrage. Uh, we are talking about Finding Michael. Yes. Which is on Disney. And we are talking about... Outed. Outed. George, George Michael Because okay. it's a series apparently, but just the first two episodes are about him. Yes. And then it goes on to talk about less interesting people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I was disappointed that it didn't keep going Keep going, him. yeah. Although um, the Polly Yates one looks like it might be good. But anyway. But that's not part of that series. Oh, is it, it not? It's just separate. Oh, out out there the is an outed series. Okay. So, yeah. All right. Okay. So do you want to talk about Chris Rock first? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So I'm going to set my timer here. And here is Will's outro to Chris Rock. Oh, well played. <laughs> Selective Outrage is Chris Rock's first comedy special since the Academy Awards of 2022, where he famously found himself on the receiving end of what Rock has now used as the title of the show. After being slapped in front of the world by Will Smith, Rock vowed that he would have something to say about it when he was, quote, getting paid. Cue Netflix and a check for $40 million for two specials, Selective Outrage being the second. After a fairly traditional start, Chris Rock goes on to prove that he could slap way harder than Will Smith ever could. That's the first <laughs> week I got that and in there. My outro will We're going to talk about Chris Rock now. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, so did you... Um, were you familiar with his stand-up before this? I had or? seen, I think I, w- there's one of his shows that's very, very famous because right. um, I, I, can't, I can't remember the name of it, but I've, I'd seen a couple of clips from that. You know, you know the way we, they used to have these Channel 4 countdowns yeah. of the best comedians and he was always on there and they would show clips of this set that he did. Right. And basically he was talking about African-American men and how they're saying, oh, the joke is now, obviously, I'm going to completely murder this joke. But he, I'm he's so saying, nervous about what you're about to say. Like, <laughs> I'm obviously not going to say what he says. But and then he said. <laughs> but he was saying, you know, I hate the way, I hate the way, like, African-American men are. This is, like, the most PC version yeah. of, of what he said. Say, you know, oh, well, I look after my kids. And he's yeah, like, yeah. you're supposed to. Yeah, so that's the the, and it was very funny. And yeah. uh, that is the joke. So, um, so that particular whatever that show was from that he he had that joke and I had seen a lot of clips from that and I thought it was very funny and yeah. I think I'd seen clips from his other shows but I don't think I'd ever watched a whole show of his I think his like I'm just looking up his um 
his specials. I mean, he had was one Bring the Pain, which was mid nineties, right. never scared, bigger and blacker, and then it was the the one that was London, New York, Johannesburg, oh, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. And then it was the most recent two, Tambourine and this okay. one. Okay. It could um, be. It could have been br- Bring the Pain. I'm not sure. Could have been. But uh, had you seen many of his shows? I've before? seen them all of them. Yeah. Um, oh right. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I do like him. He's some he's some very funny stuff. This this kind of mannerisms he has that are still in this one that I I'm not crazy about the repetition stuff. You yeah, know, where yeah. he'll have a phrase yeah. that he wants to kind of drum into you as a mm-hmm. as a listener all the way through it. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me, off my cuff. Um, but the uh, yeah, <coughs> and I was kind of watching this one because obviously the controversy that yeah of the Oscar slap from a year ago, uh, and he's been pretty quiet since mm. then there was some shows he did like warm-up shows i think he did where he um he addressed it briefly mm-hmm. but only to say that he'll have plenty to say about it but he'll wait till he's getting yeah. paid you know? yeah i would imagine that <coughs> was the reason me. why a lot of people watched this show well that was one of the main reasons why yeah. i watched it because oh, i course, assumed yeah, yeah. he'd be talking about it quite a lot well i the whole thing of the will smith issue had leaked like <laughs> Or not leaked, but it was all over social media as soon as that special came out because mm-hmm. it was it was uh, broadcast live on Netflix, right? On the on the on the night. Oh, was it? And it was okay. this whole pre-show and after-show thing with comedians kind of right. talking about it, okay. and stuff like that. So it was a live event, and it it was everywhere. So I had seen the Will Smith section of it mm-hmm. beforehand, and it takes up about. 15 minutes maybe yeah, at the end yeah. of the show and it takes a long time to get yeah. to the Will Smith part which I kind of liked because yeah. in, in some ways you know obviously you're going in there hoping that he's going to be talking about it quite mm. a lot but actually he kind of just he hints at it twice throughout the yes, show which yeah. is quite good and you he think he's going to go straight into it at the start yeah right, you know but then he actually it's, it's, it's pretty much his very last segment yeah. isn't it yeah. yeah and then so I quite like that that he left it to the last minute and I thought god he's actually been really respectful almost about this but then it kind of mm. then it ended up but what did you think of the show before that section yeah so over I it was strange so I always thought Chris Rock it's a very funny guy. I think he is a very funny guy. Mm-hmm. And I'd seen, again, I'd never, I don't think I'd ever watched the whole show, but anything I'd seen from his shows, I thought he was very, very funny. Mm-hmm. I thought he was probably one of the better com- stand-up comedians out yeah, there yeah. at the moment. I also think he's, you know, he's a really funny actor as well. It, when it started, I remember thinking, God, he's he's not as funny as I yeah, thought I he was. was. I thought it was a bit off. The jokes were a bit obvious or something. Yeah, and I yeah. thought the whole thing about Chris Rock was actually that he made very clever yeah. You know, not obvious jokes. So it, that that kind of surprised me mm. when I first started watching it. I think for me, it felt at the start that I could kind of tell the which bits were padding. Right. Almost, it was almost like the whole thing was written. Like all everybody wants to hear him talk about at this point is the, the, the slap. Thing. Yeah. And so he had that was the bit that he's been working on for the past year. Yeah. So and we'll, we'll get to that part, I guess. But it it felt like everything else around it. I almost can't really remember yeah. the rest of yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I, and it's, it, I, I it wasn't that it was bad or anything. I think I was just so focused on this part and, and kind of going, oh, is he starting mm. to talk about it? No, 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 this is something else. Yeah. But I, the material be up to that point, it was absolutely fine, but I think it was, yeah, it was overshadowed fine, by it? what you were anticipating. It's, it's and it yeah. also wasn't... Now, so when it first started off, I, th- I remember thinking, God, he's actually 
it's not as funny. He's not as funny as I remember him being, mm. and his jokes are being a bit obvious. Now it got to the racist yoga pants part, which I did think was yeah, quite funny. Yeah, you know, so yeah. there, and then I started think, ah, oh, yeah, he's got. And then it got to the Meghan, Meghan Markle part, and I thought that was funny about yeah. the fact that she was going on Oprah and saying, I didn't know anything about him, and I never yeah. knew the royal family yeah. were racist. And then he goes into this whole big thing of them being the original racist, yeah. <laughs> and that you know, all of that was quite funny, yeah. and that seemed yeah. like almost like classic Chris Rock. Yes, and, and I was, I do yeah. remember laughing out loud a lot. He, he talked about the. Kardashians, he made a couple you of You were laughing about. out loud. Oh, uh, yeah. On oh, your yeah. Own. No, this is what I do oh now. I God. laugh out loud. I was. You're a what was woman. Oh, I was watching a TikTok. I don't know if you sent me a TikTok, but I was watching a TikTok. <laughs> I don't even, I can't even remember what it over, was. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> no, the falling over ones. I do, I'm not a big fan. Even though when you sent me last time. <laughs> <laughs> well, the ones where they looked like they might have actually died afterwards. Yes. I'm not a fan There's of one these. I sent you on, a, on the, the, the treadmill. Oh, yeah. The one who looked like Linda Blair. Like that sort of thing. It looked like she probably broke her neck. <laughs> I I'm not as big of a yeah, fan of those. Gotta keep an eye on that. But there was one a, a video that I was watching last night. Oh, the one <laughs> on the swing was horrific, wasn't it? Absolutely. Like, he oh definitely had brain damage after that. <laughs> but um, This is going to make me sound really bad. <laughs> sounding yeah. It's like, again, side note, but there's a man that my father works with who sends him these videos mm. of people actually being killed. Oh like, being God. in these horrific... And my father has to keep saying to him, stop sending me these videos. I don't want to watch it. Like, <laughs> oh if, like, I'm, like, there's one video of somebody putting his hand on electric wire. They obviously think it's not on, right. and it is. And then he and then he That's shows it. it does. It's like no, I, I don't want to see it. <laughs> Dad, remember when you asked him not to do it? <laughs> this is the same situation. But anyway, um, so yeah, I was laughing out loud. So I, I, again, just going back to my notes here, I said I was, I was dubious about it at the start, but I found the longer it went on, the more I liked it. Mm. I did like the fact that he was trying to be so on PC because right, I okay. do think there is a lot of PC stuff. Now, then I actually thought maybe it went too far at the end a tiny bit when right. he started talking about Jada Pinkett Smith but we'll get on to that yeah. now I did start getting a bit bored when he started talking about abortion like right, I know okay. maybe I don't know maybe this is something I'm not supposed to say to be honest I I get a bit bored with any man talking about abortion it doesn't matter how funny they are I tend right. to lose interest because I'm like what are you like shut up you don't yeah. know like I don't know. I think talking yeah, about no, I, women's I, I bodies that. and, yeah, and yeah. women's rights and things like that. And yeah. I don't know. I I tend to lose interest. Even that other. Do you remember that other good-looking American comedian that we reviewed before? And his last last joke was about abortion and that. And again, it was funny because I know he was trying yeah, to, yeah. to play this character. But even with that, I found it went on too long. I just find yeah. they go on about it too sure. long. And it's, there's almost an arrogance there or yeah. something. Yeah, and again, it's it's one of those, it's a joke from from no experience in a way. Yeah, obviously, it has to be no experience, no direct experience in that sense. You know, so I guess it's a lack of that's understanding the, yeah. about what's being talked about, that's really. The, like, but not, talking about it like they do understand. Well, the, guess, you know, that's, that's exactly what it is. It's yeah. Of course, it's not that women, or sorry, men can't talk about abortion. That's like me saying women can't talk about things that are related to men. But it, it like shaving. Yeah. The, the, the stuff <laughs> we, we go through. Sorry, we shave all the time like that is the one the bane <laughs> of mean, our existence face. oh okay well <laughs> I, some women shave their face i think i guess so yeah guess yeah i'd say so yeah some women should. but uh apparently they're not supposed to though it, <laughs> lorraine we, we get, <laughs> <laughs> talking about anyone in particular there no no but um, <laughs> but, um 
Sorry, what was it? No, but it's it's when it passes over that line to slightly arrogance, and you're thinking, sorry, yeah. you don't know what you're talking about. Please, talk. like, I don't even know what what you know what yeah, what that experience is like. Yeah, but yeah. I just think a man trying to talk about it is like stop. At a certain, stage, I can't even remember what his joke was. About I just remember I just, getting very bored and thinking, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah here's a man I, I did tune out at times. Yeah, me too. It, yeah, know? which is I've actually kind of forgotten some of it, so I'm glad I made my notes. Now I did say I can't believe he talked about women like that with his mother in the audience. So at one stage right. he got very uh, what's the word. I won't say vulgar, because that's not the word I'm trying for. But Shock. Shock. <laughs> Shock. You're clutching your pearls. <laughs> I like sipping my peppermint tea. Your fan. Oh, attack of the vapors. My lord. <laughs> Turn into a southern belle. No, it was more just, um, like, I can't believe. Like, yeah, just referred to your mom. Yeah, I suppose Jesus. it's just because I know I would never. Well, yeah. obviously, I'm never going to talk about women that way anyway. But, like, especially he, when my parents are in the audience. But maybe he's, he's been at it so long. I think the guy, that's I think the thing. Is, is he in his late fifties, early sixties? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, and I can't even forty years. I can't even remember exactly what the the ter- what it was that he said, but I just mm. remember thinking, "Oh my god, his mother's in the <laughs> audience!" But yeah, she's probably just she, she's probably heard just, it all before. Yeah. Sure. Now he did make an open heart surgery sweater joke, that which I found funny, very yeah. funny. So like, the, and the Meghan Markle thing, I was laughing out loud at that because I did think that was quite funny. Yeah. The Kardashians thing. That was very funny. He made a good few jokes yeah. about O.J. Simpson. Oh, because he was talking about how the Kardashian women they love black men basically, yeah. and he was going on about this, and he was like, "Not just not just normal black men, <laughs> crazy black men." <laughs> he was talking about Kanye West. So like, there were a good few yeah, moments yeah. like that that actually, like, if you saw, if I'd seen snippets of those bits, right, I yeah, would have yeah. been thinking, "Oh, this show's really funny." Yeah. But I did find at times I was getting a little bit bored, and I also thought his jokes were just a little bit obvious or something. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. Maybe it's just been at it so long. It's just uh, maybe he said everything in all the yeah, and then he's just reacting to what's coming next. Yeah. Like it's like that whole thing of you if you're an author or a musician or whatever, you've got your whole life to prepare for your first album or yeah. your first book, and then after that, it's everything that's happened. A lot of it is what happened since then. Right? It, yeah. It's like like this special is based on everything that happened since the last one and it's just that narrow window of time whereas his early ones I guess is drawing on his life and he's his whole life and he's kind of used those stories up so now it's a narrower pool to draw from yeah, I, I, I don't know yeah that, like, that could be it maybe just it's, lack of inspiration maybe, maybe but maybe with comedians although yeah. it didn't really happen to Billy Connolly but I was just thinking maybe with comedians it just gets to a stage where you've just used so much good stuff and I yeah. haven't said that I, I haven't seen all of Billy Connolly stuff so maybe that did I, happen I to him I think it happens to everybody re- I, and maybe it's more it's as much you as it is them it's just <clears throat> you've seen you've seen their act and it just loses some of its yeah. impact. So I, I guess we always kind of go, oh, it's not as good as it used to be without thinking, I'm just a bit bored of it maybe. Or I've yeah. seen, it, I've seen enough seen it of before. this. Yeah, that's I, the thing. I know it doesn't what have, this is now. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't even, have the novelty factor that even it did. Bill Burr recently, as much as I, as great as I think all his specials are, I've enjoyed the latest ones less than the first ones because mm. you were just kind of, you know, you're so unique at the time, so new, you know, yeah. Exactly, yeah. You know? Now, Bilber, I always Bilber is not the guy who touched himself in front of somebody, is he? No, that's Louis C.K. I always get them mixed up, Mixing right? Up Bilber, your comedians yeah, with, with hair loss. <laughs> Bilber hasn't done anything problematic yet, has he? No, no, okay. he seems he seems like one of the good ones. That's good. That's um, good. He, like he he will do a lot of material where you know, um, it seems like he's being a real sexist kind of oaf, but. It always turns back on himself. Okay, right. I mean? yeah. He's very aware of what he's doing, funny, and yeah. the point he's ultimately going to make, you're going to agree with it. Okay, and you're going to be happy about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
but he's very funny. Oh, that's he's good. So what did you think <coughs> then about the Will Smith part then? When it finally right. came, so he, he kind of teased it twice because he said, I don't know, I don't want another comedian or another rapper up here hitting me. Now, I think yeah. he only should have said that once. He said that yeah, twice. Yeah. And he that kind of, yeah. obviously, the second time, it's not as funny. Yeah. But um, the well, first I, time was, I thought, oh, this is great. He's setting it up now until the end. I, I remember, well, I'll just skip to the end and then go back. But I remember at the end going, that was vicious. What he did, yeah. the, like he he hit back so much harder than I think he was hit. And it's this difference. Obviously, it's a physical hit versus a... But I think if you were given the choice between the two of those, you'd take the slap yeah. rather than the, the roasting that he got. Yeah. But then I was thinking afterwards, I, go, I was thinking, right, um, this is an incredibly, like Will Smith, incredibly wealthy person very privileged he, he went on to win the best actor oscar which is unbelievable mm. and um he uh he's physically bigger than him mm. it wasn't a, going to be and like as chris rock said himself he picked on somebody he knew he could beat yeah i didn't uh, realize how much bigger he was oh, actually until and he, that was why he made that he said yeah. will smith takes off his shirt in every film and he said if i was doing <laughs> being operated for open heart surgery in the film i'd be wearing a sweater but yeah yeah but the... um so i kind of thought you know there's a lot of people online. I remember, yeah, you know, Twitter's a breeding ground for idiots. But it's kind of um, they, the the most obnoxious ones make the most noise. And they were saying, look, he spoke, to, you know, disrespectfully about his wife, so he got what he deserved, and all of this bullshit. You know, yeah. it's just nonsense. You yeah. know, he made a very lame joke. The joke was very. I mean, and it's a very, lame, it's a, like yeah. a '90s reference to yeah. a film that most people haven't seen, mm. and it's just about a, about a haircut. Now, you could argue it's insensitive if he if he knew about the alopecia issue that mm -hmm. she has, but. As jokes go, very much. Yeah, yeah. And Will Smith laughed others. at it until he saw her face yeah. and then he went and did what he did. Mm -hmm. And he thought it was okay to go and slap someone in front of a billion people yeah, that, and just, just take his seat, boggles swear, the mind. And, and then scream start yeah, continue it, yeah. And think it was okay and that he was justified in yeah. doing that. And it's just mind-boggling. And any other... I mean, look, acting is a job, mm -hmm. you know, as far as I'm concerned, he's at a work do, you know, yeah. oh, and he goes 100%. and slaps somebody. That's kind of like the yeah. work do. Yeah, it's like absolutely. a I can't think of the equivalent of the Oscars yeah. in our <laughs> graduation. My first dude. It's, a, yeah. but it's not even like our yeah. Christmas party because our yeah. Christmas party people get drunk and, and probably do silly things. I don't think anyone's ever hit anyone, but it's it's so. bigger. It's like us going to. I don't know, the ETB Awards yeah. or something like that. <laughs> slapping the and presenter. then slapping something. Yeah. Like it's just, you wouldn't expect to go to work the next morning. unbelievable. But I don't think there'll ever be anything as shocking as no, that in I the can't, Oscars. I can't imagine. But, but just the fact that he, that man is so deluded that he thinks it's okay to do that. Yeah. It's See, I don't know if he does. Like, I think there's, there must have been lots of other things going oh, on. I'm, sure I'm not justifying what he did yeah, at it's all. It's an odd relationship they but, seem to have. Yeah. But, you know. yeah. To the point, where, because it was so bizarre, I almost started to feel sorry for his mental health because I was thinking, there has to be oh, something going on issues. there. But definitely. If, for but him to think that that, or for, for either for him to think that, that was okay, or for him to and again I hate this thing of blaming the wife or blaming the woman oh, yeah. but you know for for whatever's going on between the two of them it's more about their relationship for him to think oh actually this is the way I should mm. react now even if he didn't actually want to do it yeah. or if he didn't really know why he was doing it or so it's either that that's bad enough or he just thought he was justified doing that yeah. because he felt like he had to protect his family like even if he had shouted 
keep my wife's name out of your your mouth. Yeah, kind that of, even if you'd shouted that, you kind of go, okay, I could see how someone could get so angry in that moment that they might have an outburst. Yeah, like and that. to be honest, if he'd done that, okay, the cursing thing, maybe people wouldn't have liked, but actually he probably would have got a little bit more respect yeah, for that. Then. It's, it's, it's the physical wrong time and place for it, but it's, yeah. you could understand the, the sentiment. Yeah. But the fact that he got up and he walked that distance, yeah. did it, and then walked back and sat so down. Aggressive. And so I don't have sympathy for him. You know, I'm mm. sure he was going through, you know, yeah. was he going through anything? He was on a night out where he's nominated for Best Actor. Yeah. And I have a pretty good feeling he knew he was going to get it. Mm -hmm. I think people, people seem to know they, they know who the favourites are at the very yeah. least, you know. And, uh, and the fact that he went on to get it and he just mm. talked about not being perfect, making mistakes and stuff like that. And he's kind of going, it is very easy to get through your life without slapping somebody. Yeah. Even if they say things you don't like, it's very easy. Mm -hmm. But I I had no sympathy for him. Mm. So I, I kind of felt that's what you get, you know, because yeah. his attitude was that's what you get when you say things yeah. that I don't like. Yeah. And he and his his response was, well, this is what you get. Yeah. And to be honest, enough, like, I, I do. Um, I think he deserved every word. of it. I think he kind of yeah. did, to be honest. I remember being a bit surprised but only because Chris Rock, I actually think, has been so uh, good about it. I don't know what the word is good, but he was so kind of um uh, it seemed like he was being not submissive about it, but he wasn't saying much and he was kind of keeping up to himself and he didn't come out on social media or anything like that. I think Will Smith apologized to him. I think he kind of half accepted his apology. And I was thinking, wow, Chris Rock is actually handling yeah. this in a very mature way, basically. Mm. But the, but I, you knew something was coming on along. So the only reason I was surprised about his outburst at the end of the show was because it kind of almost got to the stage where it seemed like maybe Chris Rock didn't, care about it as much as maybe everybody else did but obviously but when I was watching the show I was thinking wow he's actually even more upset about yeah, it yeah. than I thought maybe I he think might he, have been I think like he's he seemed genuinely to, upset about yeah, it yeah I think he's very he was able to put it in perspective pretty quickly yeah as far as you know it's let's from the moment he, he stepped up to the moment he hit him and sat back down again the, the physical act of it all was probably a minute yeah you know out of his life and it's like you know, it's a thing he had no control over. It's 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 something that happened to him rather than something he brought on himself or deserved in any way. I think it was able to put it into perspective. But I think there's the comedian's mind of knowing that when extreme things happen to you, it's ultimately going to be material. Yeah. You know, and I'm not, I don't say that in a cynical way. I think that's just how comedians mm -hmm. process. Yeah, well, it's their job. As well. yeah, yeah, exactly. To collect material. So um, I think he... I don't think he was able to put it together very quickly where he's kind of going cha-ching. This yeah. is going to be, and it turned out to be a massive payday for him in the end. Mm. Um, but I thought it was very well delivered. Uh, I think he messed up a joke at one point mm -hmm. towards the yeah. end. But which he, he kind of got which, what he was talking yeah, about. Yeah, which was the only joke he messed up in the whole thing. Yeah. That's why I really thought it seemed like it seemed like he was genuinely upset about yeah. it. Like it didn't seem like so. And this is a, you know, it's all he's obviously been thinking about this for a year. Like, and now this is the release of it. You yeah. Know, this is the, and it, because we wouldn't have seen that mistake if it wasn't a live broadcast. They would have they would have probably recorded two nights of that special mm. and then edit and then, it between oh. the two. Oh, there we go. There we go. We're nearly there. Right, yeah. Um, okay, so um, I, I really enjoyed it. The parts are where I drifted off, but that's on me more than the thing itself. I thought the quality was pretty consistent, mm -hmm. but it was, it was like a, 
seven out of ten show until yeah. the end, and then that 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 seems to be the most developed material that we yeah, had there. Yeah, you know? I think so. I thought, yeah, overall, I thought it was good. Again, I thought it, it I thought it would have been better. Not mm. that it, I was expecting it to be a little bit better. I did think sometimes the jokes were a little bit obvious, but I, like that, there were a good few parts where I laughed out loud. It was interesting, mm. even just to see the Will Smith part. It's worth watching just for yeah. that. I just think even just to see his reaction to it, and I was really surprised about how genuinely upset he seemed about the whole thing. I thought his last line was great, which yes. I won't yeah, spoil yeah. it, but I yeah. think the last He's line always he very good at, at, you know, doing a mic drop. Right, and, and he does a literal know. mic drop in this one. And he does it in a lot of his things. There was oh, one where um, he was he was talking about being the dad in the family and the only advantage of being the dad in the family is you get the big piece of chicken when they order out. Oh, right. And that's one of the mic drop lines. Okay, right. the end, so it was really great. But he's very good at, he, he's very line. good at, at structuring a show, even though the repetition is, I, I don't particularly like it, but I, th- I see the effect of it. But it's just the, the way he ends the show is, yeah. is, 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 is he's probably one of the best at it. You know? I think so, yeah. yeah. So, so I'd recommend it. Um, it the, the, everything up to the Will Smith section I felt was the 7 out of 10. And after that, I think you you could, could almost push it to a nine or so. Right. You okay. Know, yeah. Like it was just. I think. I think it was just that that bit was so much better delivered and performed, and obviously <coughs> Excuse it's. Me. Excuse me. Excuse me. So much editing to do. Excuse me. Sorry about this. Carry on yet. <laughs> Sorry, just for anyone uh, anyone listening, there was a the card just got full there, so we're not exactly sure where it ended. I think it was, I think it's fine though. I'll well, just know, put I'm one of those record attack. scratches between yeah. the two sections. So yeah, um, the, yeah, I just thought you know you could tell that there was one section of it that he was dying to deliver, and the yeah. rest was just yeah. You know, regular stand-up stuff. You know. Yeah, I think so. Okay, so okay. recommended. Yeah, recommended definitely. Um, but could have been Why better. Next? Okay, so next, do you want to talk about George Michael? Yes. Okay. Right. And um, uh, okay, so he- here I am with my great George Michael intro. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> and now I'm just going to. Wait to see the shoddy job I do with these intros. <laughs> Channel 4's two-part opener for its new outed series focuses on George Michael and his arrest in a San Francisco public toilet and his subsequent outing by the press. Far from being the end of his career, George goes on to defiantly challenge people's expectations of how a disgraced celebrity should behave. His unapologetic but self-deprecating approach to the matter has become the blueprint for many celebrities since, but few have the charm of George Michael or the regard the public had for him to get through it the way he did. Uh, Right, setting the timer now. Okay, off we go. Right, so you recommended this. Yeah, so um, I will watch... uh, a music documentary on anybody. I really okay. don't have to like their music or anything. Like that. And that's not to say I don't like George Michael. He wouldn't make my cup of tea as someone mm-hmm. I would choose to listen to. Mm-hmm. But he's written some absolute bangers, as the kids <laughs> say. Um, so, uh, and I, I think he's a very <laughs> interesting musician insofar as he doesn't play anything. But he he comes up with all the musical parts in a kind of similar way to Michael Jackson did. Oh, okay. Where he would kind of sing the parts. Oh, right. And uh, he would do, I know George... Or, Michael Jackson did demos where he would sing all the individual instruments okay. and then a melody on top. And right. Like okay. And I think George Michael was so, somewhat similar. So they can't, they couldn't actually play the instruments, but I they could. I don't think so. Right. They, they knew what to, the melody was going yeah, to be. So right. Work, that's really interesting. Out, you know? Okay. Yeah. And if you listen to stuff like, um, is it Last Christmas or Last Christmas is the verse and the chorus are the same piece of music. So okay. it doesn't change. It just it cycles through like four chords all the way through. Mm-hmm. So it's very simple like that, but he does a lot with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So 
I'm always interested in, in any documentary, but this wasn't about his music as such. This mm. was about his being outed. Yeah. And and how By public the British that tabloids. Was. Yeah. And and American, and American as well, actually. Edition. Yeah. Because yeah, the yeah. the time difference played out quite importantly at the time because of the internet being such a new thing mm-hmm. for people. So um yeah, so I'd watched the first episode and I thought it was a longer series, but it turned out to just be two episodes yeah. uh, that were related to him. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, and I watched them both and I kind of came away from it just with a new bit more uh, respect for him. Like yeah, I always had a lot definitely. of respect for him because I think he's an amazing performer. Yeah. Um but uh just how well he handled being outed like that, just yeah. how how ahead of his time he was as far as not being ashamed and not yep. being uh um not going into hiding mm. for more than a, a day or something they did yeah, he got his head day, together. Yeah. And then he was out for dinner and he was doing everything. But mm. um yeah, so um it, it all centered around the the arrest where he was uh, arrested for lewd behavior, I think was the charge. Yeah. In a, I, in a I, toilet in uh, San Francisco yeah, Park. Yeah, I'm still not exactly he, he was he was cruising. Yes. In a, in a notoriously cruising area. Cruise friendly area. So was it, I'm still not exactly sure what the lewd act was. Was it that he a, a, an undercover officer approached him pretending to be a male prostitute and George Michael said yes I and think, pulled his pants down and I think what what from what I remember it was that the the guy went into the toilet and George Michael went in after him and thinking that this was right. you know with all these kind of the unspoken rules of this um, he thought that this was what was happening yeah and then I think he he whipped it out, right? And it wasn't as welcome as he thought it would yeah. be. But <laughs> and then your man as, whipped as out Michael's, his police badge. <laughs> yeah. and, but apparently, George Michael himself said that that they had sent in um, like a very attractive officer into oh, the right. bathroom that day. Okay. It wasn't like uh, just what some, did he expect? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> only human. Um, but yeah, so that's that's so it seemed like a certain level of entrapment there. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, and he'd been was, observed yeah. for days beforehand mm. hanging around there. But apparently okay, he yeah. had he'd been out for dinner with his partner and just said he was going to do some shopping. Yeah. And then decided, it's, ah, you know, while I'm here, it, I might. Pa- I'm assuming they're in an open relationship because the partner was seemed to be very laid back about well, the whole thing. I, I look, this isn't true for everybody, but I, I, I know enough gay people who, who said that the, in their relationships with each other, there's a there's a certain level of don't ask, don't tell. Okay. And, and that's not true for everybody, yeah. obviously. But yeah. maybe it's more true in a gay relationship or some gay relationships yeah. than it would be in... Heterosexual. Heterosexual ones. Right, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, but from what I gather in my, my limited field research, yeah. uh, this this is not that unusual. Mm-hmm. And also his partner didn't seem... <laughs> this is like me trying to say the Chris Rock joke. <laughs> 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 but, no, but I, I know what you mean and yeah, yeah I'm also but his partner didn't seem like like he was he seemed hurt by it he seemed upset but he didn't it didn't feel like this was out of the blue or no it didn't I, I got the impression <clears throat> that something was I, it, something was happening with George Michael at the time anyway and he had maybe confided in his partner that he was struggling a little bit beforehand right. with his Remember, they were saying that he had the conversation and he was struggling a little bit with his mental health, but also that he really felt like that basically he needed to have sex. Right. As I kind of... Almost um, like a bit like... They didn't say the word addiction. Right. But it kind of okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. seemed like okay. that a little bit. Like that came up at, at one stage well, during I, the I interview. I think also he'd been so... 
closeted throughout his life and just mm-hmm. he'd, he'd had to deny it so strenuously. And it's, yeah. it, you could see uh, archive interview footage where people were asking him about female fans and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And there were stories planted in the paper about how much sex they were having with women and yeah. stuff like that. And you're kind of going, you felt like everyone who was asking him the question knew that he was yeah, gay yeah. or just trying to put him on the spot almost yeah. or just trying to embarrass oh, him or something. You know? yeah, yeah. And so I think, you know, that level of that level of being closeted, but also that level of fame. And I think it was an open secret. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, uh, because one of the tabloids when it w- when he was outed, they said something along the lines of "We always knew he was gay, but mm. we loved him anyway," or yeah, something yeah. like that. But, but they it's, read that, it's, that it's that classic tabloid thing of you know you can you'll have all the stories about how great somebody is, but then they stop being interesting to people, so you have to go the other way. Yeah, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. it's just the cycle of news, isn't it? It's just mm-hmm. when you run out of the good stories, it's time to make up or look for bad stories. You know? Yeah, but he seemed uh, he seemed like a man who. Uh, and it, it seems to be this this level of fame. It's just the amount of opportunities that would present themselves to a man mm. of his level of fame are mm-hmm. just unbelievable. And I, who has it said it before? It might have been. There's a very good interview. I think it might have been with our documentary about John Bon Jovi of all people. Right. And he, he runs Bon Jovi is run like a business, and he's the CEO, and okay. everyone else is an employee. Right. But he he was talking about the the you know, the, the rock and roll excess of sleeping with fans and, 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 you know, and he was saying everybody who isn't involved in this kind of really looks down on it. Mm. But he said, that's because you've never been tempted to that mm. level, yeah. you know? And it's just, he said, you just, I don't care who you are. The, you'd like to think you'd be very noble and do the right thing in these circumstances, but the right set of circumstances will come along where you're, mm. And it might just be that you're lonely or, you you know, there might be, but something will happen yeah. because the opportunities are way more than yeah. they are there for the ordinary person. Yeah, and I definitely understand that and I get that. And yeah. Well, I, I, obviously it's never happened to me, but I under <laughs> I, can, I can try and put myself in that position. I just don't, and this is a, kind of a separate subject, but I just don't understand then why people like that get married. Because then it's like, but if you know that all this temptation is around you, sure. get married to people who are expecting to be in a monogamous, committed relationship. That's yeah. a, if it's a, if it's an open relationship, or if it's just like an unsaid thing, or it's the yeah. the, the person they're with kind of knows that they have an understanding. That's absolutely fine. Every sure. you know, do your own thing. But in you can't marry but Mick Jagger and expect. That he's going to be home. Yeah, but why does Mick Jagger keep getting married? Like I just because don't understand he why has, these people keep getting married. It's having his cake and eating it. Right, you know so they I mean? have he's someone just, there, you know, constant, he's, but he just wants it all, and I yeah. think everybody wants it all. Yeah, and like if somebody said, "Let's get married," and you can do whatever you like, some people would yeah. go, "Are you serious?" <laughs> Great, yeah. you know, and it, it's just yeah, that's because there's a certain element of of relationships where you are suppressing a part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you, yeah, cause, yeah, because I don't know the idea of one person meeting all your needs for your entire life is. As I think as time goes on, that's starting yeah. to feel a little more unrealistic yeah. and, a, and a kind of mm-hmm. a, a huge pressure to put on mm. people. And people kind of go, well, I don't want to keep starting again and again, so I'll just yeah. keep going with this. Right, but, yeah. but when you're, but that's people with normal levels of opportunity, if you like. So yeah. when things are different, everything must be different. You yeah. know? So I don't yeah. know. So yeah. I think so, his partner knew getting into it. Yeah, probably. You know, yeah. As and, a very and, successful handsome gay man yeah. that this is going to That's be probably going to happen yeah but I just couldn't get over so I hadn't heard of this and again I thought it was more than two episodes mm. um, but I just could not get over 
the tabloid attention that that incident got at the time. Like I, oh, I obviously remember when yeah. it happened. I can't really remember how. It, what year was it? It was like ninety six or something like that. Okay, maybe. so I was only ten, but yeah. um, uh, so I do remember it happening. But I don't remember. I wouldn't have been reading probably the tabloids at the time. But yeah. uh, the, the, you know, those tabloids were pretty much almost the the first twenty pages yeah. were taken up with this, and the headlines as well. Like first of all, I, I obviously I know we we reviewed um, what was the name of that um, uh, show that we reviewed, and it was all about the the AIDS epidemic in London. Oh yeah, the. the the Russell T Davis one. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, that, that show. Yeah. So I learned a little bit more about it then uh, and how people were reacting it to it then. But even the fact that they talked, they referred to AIDS as the gay plague and different mm. things like that. Yeah, like yeah. The, the homophobia oh, yeah. in tabloids, like the overt homophobia in tabloids. Like now, maybe it seems obvious now that they would have done that, but I had no idea that they were so anti-gay, as, yeah. as anti-gay as they were. You, I didn't you don't realise realize how recent that was until you see something like this. Because if you look mm. at the Polly Yates documentary that was on which was very good yeah like the, the blatant sexism like yeah and not to say these things have gone away yeah. but at least people are a bit more sneaky about it, about it. oh know, yeah the overt uh, nowadays, sexism nowadays yeah. they're more sneaky about it that's but the thing just the things that were said to her yeah. on tv shows i know just, that's the thing like people and even people saying that to george michael say even ask him are you gay people say that you're gay you know, as if it's any of yeah. their business but at also all. like in the polyate thing like she's a very provocative kind of person and very flirtatious and what have you it doesn't give you license to say whatever you want to a person. No, you know, it's just that is just shocking, the that yeah. is the start of the she was asking for yeah. it a bit. Once you start saying anything like that at all, yeah. like well, I oh, did well, it because of what you did. Yeah, or look yeah. at the way she's dressed, or look at the way she's talking. Saying you know, oh well, look at the way she's talking. What she's saying is is just the same as saying mm. look at what she's wearing. Like the in the Polly Eights thing, just got kind of subject slightly, but she she had a book out <laughs> during the. 80s or 90s called Rock Stars in Their Underpants right. she was being interviewed about it so she knows a lot of rock stars and she's got pictures of them in their pants right. and they're all friends and what have you and then at the end of the interview was Richard Madeley you know that guy Yeah. Mm-hmm. he goes oh maybe one day I can take a picture of you in your pants moving on to the next <laughs> just kind of going yeah. I know you thought that was funny but I know. I it just shows you how far it's, things have come I guess yeah well that's the thing just, that's but so I, blatant. I just couldn't get over how obviously homophobic the, the tabloids yes, was, were but yeah. I also couldn't get over how big of a deal this was. So just remind me, was this the time before the age of sex tapes? Because the way that they was, like, was Tommy Lee and Pam, Pamela Anderson This was before that, I think. Okay, right. Yeah. Because the way they were acting, it was as if he had had sex in front of a group of people in public or so. It was just, no, just unreal. Really happy. Yeah, <laughs> but, but the, the magnitude of oh, yeah. the, the coverage, but the, the fact that, you know, his house was surrounded by people, there was helicopters, yeah. like I could not, I don't remember, I remember it being a big deal at the time. I couldn't get over now, looking back at this documentary, how big of a deal mm. was made out of yeah, it. Yeah. And, and, you know, we weren't... We weren't that prudish of a society at the time. That now, having said that, with the Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, like there was a ridiculous deal made out of that as well. And but it because like, it was able, you were able to. It wasn't just you were hearing about a thing that would happen. You you could see a thing that happened. Yeah. So with George Michael, you were hearing stories. Some of them exaggerated, right. and made up. Yeah. And it was all playing out in newspapers and television to a lesser extent. Yeah. But it wasn't coming to your phone with pictures of the actual event and video of the actual yeah, event. It was kind of the the early days of um, that rampant coverage that yeah. was like you, it would go on for long chunks of the day, mm-hmm. you know. But I, I think it was um, 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was one of the first of of those those big, of those big kind of celebrity scandals. Controversially, yeah, yeah. scandals. But yeah. Uh, so obvious, and then just having seen the tabloids, how anti-gay they were, um, how how overtly anti-gay as well. Like of co- of course, as a gay person, you would be completely dissuaded mm. from coming out. Like there would be of course, like I can can totally understand why yeah, somebody yeah. wouldn't want to come out, and that and that's why I thought the way he handled it. It was amazing. And yeah. like you said, it gave me so much more respect for George Michael. I don't know a massive about, amount about him. Yeah, again, I wouldn't really listen to his music much. Now, since doing started doing the Night Cruise, yeah. I have been listening right. to him a little bit more <laughs> on the show because obviously he has some lovely, lovely love songs. But his vo- I've always loved his voice. A, I always thought he was, he was an amazing performer, everything else. But this just gave me so much more respect for him as yeah. a person. The fact that he didn't hide it all, the fact that yeah, he went yeah. out to dinner and the fact that when he went on interviews, then he almost tried to, he, he laughed it off yeah. because it is, think, it is ridiculous. I think the Way the reaction to it was was there was a lot of you know <gasps> kind of but also it was a funny thing he'd been yeah. caught in a funny <laughs> yeah. um, humiliating embarrassing situation is the way they seem to perceive it yeah. and I think I think everybody still loved them yeah but they were just kind of caught up in the scandal of it and just how salacious it was and how embarrassing it was and but I don't think anyone thought badly of him no it didn't I think they seem would just, like that I think they would rather it was somebody else yeah. that they could maybe be a bit meaner about yeah. and I, it's just testament to how, how highly regarded he was mm-hmm. um but, but at the same time was still treated so oh, absolutely. badly it was horrible treatment, tabloids yeah. and, and almost like he was some sort of fugitive or something so that's yeah. why I just thought it was because he could have just hidden away and like I think I would have if I was him but the fact that he came out and did the, exactly the right thing yeah. kind of say, kind of almost showing them how ridiculous this was that they but, were talking but about but I think he set a, a bit of a blueprint for how to handle these things in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because years later when he, uh, Hugh Grant was caught yeah. with a prostitute in his car in, in Los Angeles and went on the Tonight Show a couple of yeah, nights later yeah. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of, I did a stupid thing. Yeah. I did, you know, uh, and I think that's that's taken from the George Michael playbook, yeah. you know. Yeah, probably, uh, yeah. So and so it was like when I was watching, I was thinking, wow, it's, it's terrible how how gay people were treated at the time. But then there was a segment when they were basically saying, look, this hasn't actually gone away. It's mm. just a bit more co- covert yeah, now. Absolutely. And they were showing some. So a lot. Of, see, what's happened now is it's moved the the homophobia and sexism and racism and everything yeah. else. I think it used to be very obvious in tabloids. Now it's moved to social media. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so yeah. it's still there. It's yeah, just that it's absolutely. moved maybe to a different platform. And it, it's it's so rampant there. Uh, and even everything. I was shocked recently when there was. You remember the drummer in the Foo Fighters passed away and they mm-hmm. did the, the the live shows for him. Yeah. And at one point they brought out this girl who uh, played drums on a like a Foo Fighters challenge she put up a YouTube challenge she's about 11 this uh, little African American girl played drums and she was amazing but they brought her out at the gig to play it and I was watching it on YouTube at the time Mm -hmm. and the comments were N-word 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 streaming out of it and they they dressed it up so it was made up of symbols and you know but you could see clearly what it was and it was just a stream of it for a child and then but it's the same obviously with homophobia on, on social media it's just gushes out in a way that mm. you know uh, the mainstream media because can't it's, yeah, accommodate it's you know from the mainstream as well. so yeah it's yeah. still there which oh, is, it's very it's much terrible still there, same yeah. with sexism as well it's yeah, just yeah. moved to a different platform the only thing is at least it's well it is obvious if you're on social media but it, I still think it would be worse 
if it was also still in the mainstream sure. at least Absolutely. hopefully at some stage it yeah. could be kind of I don't know taken out of social media as well I don't know how, yeah, yeah. how, that, how that would happen but um, no I thought the documentary was really interesting I did think it ended very quickly mm. I would have I would yeah have I could have gone for another two episodes yeah, about easily yeah and it just seemed like all of a sudden it ended um, I didn't realise he was so young when he died yeah he was obviously 50 or something or, or, yeah sorry 50 I think it was about 50. 51 or something yeah, like that in his early 50s. yeah yeah and uh, did they say how he died? I think ultimately pneumonia, but it was there must have been something else going on. Okay, I think. Right. Or maybe it was just that. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. You don't want to speculate because yeah. you don't want to, because I'm not saying it was something sinister and he got pneumonia on top of that. Yeah. Uh, it just seems very unlikely for a 50-year-old mm-hmm. man to die from such a, such a thing. But um, that was just desperately sad, I thought, yeah. you know. Yeah, but, I, uh, I did feel sorry for his partner, actually, because he did seem to worry about him sure. a lot. Yeah, yeah, he he yeah. obviously knew there was some issues going on there. and then. But, but also the way you could see it was still affecting people. Obviously, he's not that mm. long dead, to be honest. He's oh, only yeah. a handful of years dead. But but just what he meant to people was yeah. pretty amazing. And I, I just, like, if you if you want to kind of, if you're not familiar with how good he was, Look at the um, the Queen performance of Somebody oh, yeah. to Love that he mm-hmm. did. It's that's you put that that up there with anyone's vocal performance yeah. ever. It's just spectacularly good. Mm-hmm. And even if you look at the rehearsals for that, when right. he there's there's sound check rehearsals for that, and even David Bowie is coming out from the side of the stage to have a look at him doing this rehearsal. Oh, really? It's so it's the, like the hair in the back of your neck will stand up. Right. He's just an effortless singer yeah. and there's very few people are effortless kind of but it obviously there's a ton of effort going on there but he makes it just seem so it's easy and yeah. ridiculously talented man in a, in a kind of in a genre of music where people don't necessarily respect it mm. but yeah. you know just super talented it yeah. really was yeah it was very sad it was really interesting um, I, w- I would have watched another episode of it which is always a good sign definitely yeah, yeah. rather than the other way around I might watch the Polly Yates one as well actually yeah that's definitely worth a look okay really is. that's great uh, brilliant yeah. alright another recommendation minutes. another recommendation yeah and uh, so next up we have Finding Michael Finding so Michael this I was your recommendation will, yes it's my right so I will now have my <laughs> pre-recorded professional introduction. <laughs> On the 13th of May 1999, Michael Matthews, at 22, set a new record, becoming the youngest British climber to summit Mount Everest. In the hours immediately afterwards, during his descent, Michael disappeared and his body was never found. In 2017, the Matthews family received a photograph of a body on Everest that looked as if it might be wearing the same colour summit suit that Michael was wearing when he went missing. The photograph left the seed of an idea in the mind of Spencer Matthews, the former reality TV star and husband to Vogue Williams, and made him consider that it might still be possible to find his brother's body. In finding Michael, Matthews embarks on a very personal mission to locate the body of his brother and bring him home to rest more than 20 years later. As Michael went missing at above 8,000 metres in what is known as the death zone, any search and recovery mission in this area would be incredibly risky and one of the highest ever undertaken. Directed by Tom Beard, Finding Michael explores the topic of grief, especially the grief felt by those left behind when a person dies so young, and the seemingly unbreakable bond between siblings, even after death. But with so many bodies of past hopeful climbers strewn across Everest, will the elephant in the room topic of wealth and privilege, and the money it would take to accomplish a mission like this, feature heavy in the documentary? Let's find out.
Beautiful job. Lovely. Best one yet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I heard about this, obviously, as as I've told you and and probably... um, our listeners <laughs> I started listening to uh, uh, my therapist ghosted me so I know a little bit more which is Joanne McNally and Vogue Williams and I absolutely mm. loved it having not listened to it for people have been telling me to listen to it for maybe like however long it's going now two years and, and I you kept just it off contrarian Lorraine <laughs> goes no everyone's recommending it no. no but you know what it is it's because I was being ridiculous and also and saying you know I can't listen because Joanne McNally's voice used to always create a really? little okay, bit yeah, yeah. I just her her accent and that was yeah. a little bit innately now I'm sure she would say the same thing about me <laughs> uh, but when she listened to this episode but um uh, oh, that was from George oh, Michael. It's yeah, okay. okay. We still have a bit of time. <laughs> but, um, and and then I just thought, no, I can't listen to it. And I didn't know much about Vogue yeah. Williams, but I, I, again, I think I had a preconceived uh, conception of her. Um, so I thought, I can't listen to the both of them together. But then I started listening to it and obviously mm. got hooked and it's hilarious. Yeah, I've been listening to it as well on your recommendation. Yeah. See, I take your recommendations. I just oh, yeah. don't. Well, I do take your recommendations eventually, <laughs> which we'll talk about at the end of this. Yeah. So anyway, so I I knew, know a little bit more about Spencer Matthews now because of that. I didn't know much about him. So he was basically uh, a, a main Chelsea star. He was in this show mm. called Men Chelsea years ago that I never watched, but I, I think it was about a group of uh, very wealthy people from is, England, is that, young is, people. Is it a... Is it a drama or is it a... It's a reality show, but it was the first reality show that was kind of... Scripted Yeah, kind it, was, of it was kind of like The Hills where it was sort right. of shot like a drama. It looked right. very nice and it was kind of scripted, yeah. I think now they're saying it's scripted. Like there was some things that were real, but uh, okay. I think a lot of it was scripted, but it looked lovely. Like it right, was the okay. first one that looked very almost uh, filmy and a lot of soft focus. And yeah. it, it, So a lot of reality shows now kind of look like that, I think, right. because of Met and Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. But this group, like, you know, to put it in perspective, Spencer Matthews' brother is married to Pippa Middleton. So they're... Okay. You know, kind of one step away from yeah, royalty, royalty adjacent, very wealthy. Yeah. Uh, I don't exactly know what they're. I'm assuming they come from some. He's an heir to something, or that there's Maybe. some. So I'm not exactly sure what it is. But anyway, so I found out about finding Michael. I think because it was probably on either Vogue or Joanne's. Uh, Instagram but then I'd also seen it it was popping up on my Instagram probably because I follow um, Joanne McNally and uh, my mother actually was talking about it as well and she was saying that Spencer Matthews was on the Late Late Show and he came across really well and mm. she was saying God, where, where can I watch that documentary he, he it's it's a really interesting story and he actually comes across really well and I had seen him because I think Vogue and Spencer have a podcast as well that I've never listened to but I've seen clips of mm. and it seems quite funny and yeah, I kind of yeah. like their relationship they're, yeah. they're kind of constantly taking the piss out of sure. each other and there's a lot of banter and I always like that. I thought he came across as quite a nice person even though originally I would have had I would have thought he's sure. he's got you know yeah, maybe yeah. he's a little bit stuck up or had an idea about him. Anyway, so decide to watch it and I actually really enjoyed it. Now when I first started watching it and there seems to be a lot of stuff about Everest at the time on Netflix so I've been watching these shows about Everest and there was a little part of me thinking and I'm also reading this book at the moment called The Death Zone which is about that section of Everest from 8,000 right. metres right. up which is um, is it 8,000 metres? I think so feet? yeah metres uh, I think it might be feet because yeah, I think probably wouldn't be as much would it? yeah 8,000 feet 8,000 feet 8,000 8, metres obviously more but I think the, the the mountain itself is is twenty four thousand feet or something like that. Oh, okay, so, right, right. Well, so it must be eight thousand. Eight thousand something. I just the ac- the atmosphere gets very thin, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. So it's very hard to survive after that. So I've been reading a lot of things, and then I and I've kind of come to the opinion that oh, do you know what? All of these wealthy Europeans and Americans mm. going over and yeah, yeah. 
climbing Everest, I kind of have having a bit of a problem with and thinking, I don't know about this because, you know, they're only able to do it because of the Sherpa families yeah, and absolutely. the Sherpa, Sherpa people who are bringing up, logging up their, their luggage and everything else. There's probably a lot of Sherpa people dying because yeah, of this. Yeah. And, and I just thought, again, this mountain is sacred to these people of the area. A lot of people are dying. Maybe it should just be left to them. So that yeah. was kind of the idea I had going into this. And I started watching the documentary and the, the story is about um, Spencer's brother, Michael Matthews, who was the youngest person to summit Mount Everest. Uh, He gets to the summit. Yeah, he was only 22. But then on his way down, he disappeared and they've never found him. So in 2017, the Matthews family was sent a photo by somebody of a body on Everest and they said, you know, we think this possibly might be Michael. <clears throat> they weren't sure. So since then, apparently, I, I wonder, Matthews. I can't remember though, why did they think it could be? <clears throat> I think it was because he was wearing the same suit that Michael oh, was wearing. That red day. and black or blue red and jacket. Black suit. Yeah, yeah, so it looked yeah. very similar to that. So apparently since then, Spencer Matthews been thinking about it and thought maybe we should go and try and find him. So we decided to do that. So even at the start of the documentary, and again, the documentary looks amazing, and, yeah, it's and, really and Everest looks amazing as well. It's very, yeah, it's very cinematic. Um, and the landscapes are beautiful. But even then I was thinking, but this is only happening because he's got loads of money and because he's able to afford to do this. And again, there's a whole team of people. It can, inter- it can in- interest a production company to, to fund it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But also there's a whole team of people now yeah, ris- yeah. really risking their yeah. lives, which are mainly yeah. Sherpas and those one Scottish man in yeah. the search team, but risking their lives. And obviously he can't go up because he's not a climber. He's yeah, not, that's, you know, so he had to stay at the, yeah, base, at the base camp. camp. So at first, you know, the whole way through, I was kind of... I was sort of flitting back and forth between thinking, that, you know, this is this is a lovely documentary and it's interesting, but also it's slightly problematic because this is only happening because he's got lots of money yeah. and and also people's lives. There's are other being, people at risk now. Yeah, and stuff that's like that. the thing. And is it is it worth it if if other people are going to die? But then as the documentary went on, then and I don't want to give anything away, but something happens towards the end of the documentary that I thought was such a lovely act mm. for them yeah, to yeah. be able to do, and I thought it really. It actually, I thought he came across, I think that the relationship that he had with his brother, losing his brother so young as well, and he talks about how, he, in other interviews, he basically, he, there was a long time there, I think most of his 20s, where he drank a lot, did a lot mm. of drugs, everything. Yeah, yeah. It was a real party boy, and that's yeah. the image I would have always had of him. And and probably some of that was maybe oh, as definitely. a direct result of, yeah, of losing his brother that, yeah, um, so young. And even uh, Vogue Williams, I think, says in the documentary that she thinks that maybe he doesn't even realise what the effect that yeah. that had on him. Absolutely. And, and he maybe he won't realise the effect it'll have when he gets there. But I thought he came across really well in it. I thought he came across actually very respectful to the he people did. there which yeah, I was yeah. worried it mightn't happen but there's something that happens maybe three quarters through the documentary it could have been completely different but mm. he does something or the whole team does something that's just such a lovely generous act yeah. and I actually found it quite emotional yeah I did too yeah, I thought it was very moving at times and it's just that idea of um just trying to find that closure and you know mm. it must be awful to think that his brother is you know, when grow, growing up, I think his brother is still on that mountain, yeah, yeah. and you know, given the the weather conditions, and you know, he's probably fairly well preserved as well. Yeah, you know? well, that's the thing. And yeah. it's it's, but it must be just awful every mm. night going to bed and thinking he's out there still yeah, for decades. You know, them. and it's just, but to have a family member like that frozen in time in your memory at such a young age must be very tough. You know, yeah, yeah, and it must be. Uh, difficult to kind of um, 
to get further and further away from that person in terms of mm. you're he's now older than that's the thing he's, he's twice he, the age yeah, he ever he was, got that, to that you know that's that just he was 10 when he died he's 30 Spencer is 33 now so he's lived longer yeah, since he has, then than but, he ever did but you he's know? kind of preserved yeah in his yeah, memory yeah. as his older brother even yeah though exactly. he's not his older yeah. brother anymore and yeah it must be such a strange thing and even for the family the family as well now obviously we're only seeing snippets of it they talk to the mother and they talk yeah. to the sister they all seem to be handling it in- incredibly well and particularly the mother now we're obviously see- we're only seeing, seeing tiny, little, years later, yeah. tiny little parts of it but it's 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 it was it's really nice as well because at the end they kind of have this ceremony for him and again they're the whole time they're looking for this closure and i suppose the idea is if you find <coughs> the body even though at the end of yeah. the day it's it would still be just a body you know sure. that's the thing yeah, yeah. but I mean, obviously that would give some type of closure as well but yeah. it's the, it kind of comes full circle at the, the idea end as well just the, the desire to bring him home it must be huge you know and also like i did have the same thoughts as you about you know right so this is this is only this can only happen because of money maybe the this can only happen because a a, a tv company has been involved Mm -hmm. and you know there's other people at risk but i guess it's all like everyone has a choice to make in this they could even the people who climb everest they i won't understand their reasons for it but they have them yeah and it's uh and you know you could argue about the sherpas as well but it's it's a part of their culture and economy to yeah. be, to well, be quite honest. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. You know, As I started thinking about it, I thought, well, you know, I but, had all these notions yeah. about it, but then I thought, yeah, but then they're also, that's also actually probably bringing in a lot of money. Into but also, it, yeah, I, but also yeah, it's yeah. like the economy is preying on them. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like they, they don't want to put their lives in danger for money to, to climb Everest, but, you know, it's too, too tempting and too, mm-hmm. to not do it. And it's just, Nobody should have to gamble their life on their job, you know. And and the, but the other thing I couldn't get over when I was watching the documentary was how as there so basically the the search team goes up and Spencer is at the base camp and they they send drones up and mm. um, they're which like however hard it is now mm. imagine having to try and find well Absolutely. maybe this just wasn't this just isn't done much maybe yeah. they just don't do search parties on Everest much because it's such a difficult thing to do particularly at that particular yeah. in the death zone area but the amount of bodies that are on apparently it's Everest, littered with them you yeah, know it's and you just, can see it now, yeah. I read an article where they were saying that people were basically giving out at Disney's decision to blur the bodies because when you see it in Everest uh, in the documentary when you see these bodies they've blurred them out mm. and people were saying why you know why did they do that we should have been able to see the bodies but then other people were saying no well, it's, it's but what if it's respect the, for the family yeah. why would you and it's also not about them it's yeah, about, but also why do you need to see the body I know it's, it's the selfishness strange. of that just amazes yeah. me oh I, I would like to see the body who gives a shit what you'd like yeah. what about the people who might who be related to that to, person yeah. Yeah. they don't want to see it yeah. I think it's more important what they want than what you yeah. want you know, yeah, I, I actually that, thought it was quite a respectful decision because I find sometimes now with true crime documentaries I know it's a different type of documentary I think they're too much the other way mm. and they show very very graphic photos there was one recently people. where you were getting these i can't remember what it was but there was some was it about the Rodriguez or the the guy the, the serial killer in california i can't remember but there was a lot of um crime scene photographs of Ramirez, you didn't see an entire body but you would have seen most of enough it. and you're kind of going like the eyes the yeah eyes that's a covered. dead person yeah, come on you know somebody's wife yeah. or sister yeah. or something like that but there that, was so one I started recently where I was kind of going I cannot watch another thing about some poor murdered woman it's just awful yeah you know? I don't watch them anymore they're now. just I've, so I've depressing I've myself yeah out, definitely yeah. why do I keep watching these documentaries and it was, about even, women being yeah, horribly even murdered. the most recent serial uh, podcast 
was heading down that road as well. I was like, oh, not another one of these, you know? I know, it's kind of got true crime fatigue. But I suppose that's what was so lovely about this documentary is obviously it's not a true crime documentary, but it was so respectful in a lot of different ways. And even they do this lovely thing where Spencer's going up the mountain and they, because they have a lot of video footage of the brother, which I think a lot of it Spencer hadn't seen. So even that must have been amazing for him to be able to see that. And they talked to the people, his friends who end up with them. And obviously it would have been really difficult for them as well. But um, they they compare the two. They have a split screen where they show Spencer doing the same thing as his brother right, okay, going yeah. back in the back in the nineties. But um, no, I thought it was really interesting. I thought uh, it was a lot more. Uh, there was a lot more heart in it, I suppose. Yes. And I thought it was done in a much yeah. more respectful way. And even but we were talking about this in the staff room the other day. Yeah, I will never understand this this motivation to go up. Everest and I and even when I was reading the Death Zone book so apparently the way it used to be was that for you to say back in the, the 80s or 90s you had to have a certain amount of climbing experience right. to get to Everest you had to have climbed um, a certain amount of peaks in that then these companies started coming in that would they would have professional climbers mm. and if you paid an obscene amount of money they would bring you yeah, up yeah. so it became more about money then yeah. so that's where but then obviously it's getting a little bit more dangerous so that's where it seemed like yeah. oh this is kind of becoming a commodity now that maybe it shouldn't be and maybe yeah. it should be preserved first of all maybe it should be for just for preserved for the sherpa people but or maybe it should just be preserved for people who were at a certain level yeah, but yeah. then i do it's i don't think i'm ever going to be able to understand because i'm just not one of those type of people and yeah. i'm also thinking who am i to say that people shouldn't be able to yeah climb ever although i always find it like there was another one recently about the guy who was uh, he was considered this amazing climber this american climber and i was watching the documentary and going why wasn't there any footage of him being interviewed in modern times mm. and then at the end he realized he died climbing okay. these things yeah. and he kind of going and he just seemed like such a real full of life character just a funny nice guy but doing this stuff i know scratched a particular part of his brain but the loss of it i know you, the loss of that person is i know hard it's... to take when you kind of go really you died for okay. climbing, I know, but it's, I don't get it. But again, he gets it, you know. Yeah, I think it's one of these things that I think I might have mentioned before. This documentary called Chasing Niagara about these guys who mm. who wanted to uh, kayak down Niagara Falls. I still don't exactly know how you do that, but they Probably obviously don't. <laughs> you, you obviously have this need inside that they're they're constantly going for this high mm. that it and it's and then once they get it, then like I don't think I, that high is ever going to be enough for them. Like no. once they get it, because well, then I think it's going to be something else. The high know? is so fleeting, you know. Well, I think that's it. So, yeah. you know, you get these very brief m- moments to enjoy that and then it's on to it. Yeah. But it's... Uh, so it does seem in some ways it's almost like a bit of a death wish. Not that they're thinking yeah. of it like that. But, but then at the same time, I think I know the documentary you're talking about yeah. with that man and he mentioned at one stage that he had never felt... like The that Alpinist, was, he, was that yeah, what it was called? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's such a good documentary. But uh, um, he never felt so alive as he did when he was climbing sure. and that was and you know he he almost yeah. he kind of got the impression that he would prefer a short alive life yeah rather than a life where he didn't feel like that now obviously it's terrible for the people that are left behind yeah but it's that but, kind of it's that just a romantic thing we paint on top of that to kind of justify it i think it's almost like you could see that that guy wasn't quite I don't know, like his like his brain chemistry was off a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and whatever made him a, an interesting guy also drove him to do this stuff. But it was kind of like, so like there wasn't it wasn't quite wired up. Yeah. I don't want to say right, but it was it was definitely a, a difference. And I think also he seemed quite pure about it in that 
for him it was about doing it and being in that community he wasn't somebody who who I could imagine him doing it and if you weren't in that community you wouldn't know yeah. you wouldn't know that he did these things whereas other people I, I feel just do it for bragging rights yeah I think they so if you told somebody that, we'll pay for your Everest trip but you're not allowed to tell anybody yeah. you did it they go no thanks yeah. <laughs> I want to be able to boast about yeah, this on golf I, courses I you do know? think there's a certain amount to that that's why you know I would be thinking oh who am I to say who can and can't climb mm. Everest because I do think you have people like that who are a bit more yeah. maybe pure hearted who yeah, genuinely absolutely. want to do it I think if, if you think you can climb Everest and haven't had any real climbing experience, you're just going to pay a professional climber. If you have that level of arrogance to think that you can do it, you yeah. should be allowed to do it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's just not. But in terms of the documentary, I thought it was I thought it was great, actually. What did you think of it overall? Um, I liked it. I, I thought it was, it had limitations based on the uh, on its outcome in mm-hmm. a way. And um, I did watch it feeling, I don't, from the, from the outside I felt that there was, it wasn't going to be, like if you could imagine the, the, the perfect way this would play out for mm. them, yeah. you kind of go, I don't feel that's possible for them in a way. Yeah. But I think what it turned out to be was was just as interesting. You know, yeah. I think it was um, like the odds on finding anybody on Everest are mm. massively against you, you yeah. know. But uh, I thought it was very interesting and very moving. And, yeah, uh, and almost what it turned out to be in a way you would think just hearing what we heard about the brother it sounded mm. like that's possibly the outcome that the brother would have wanted yes yeah yeah you could you could you could definitely read it that way i felt uh yeah very enjoyable very moving and beautifully shot not overdone i felt it was borderline getting a bit too long mm-hmm. um but i think it, it worked out perfectly i think it was really surprisingly good and I think if you have preconceptions about him based yeah. on stuff like Made in Chelsea, I would say, you know, you'll know in like five or ten minutes that that's not what you're going to get. Yeah. That you very yeah. much see that this is a very different person. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I thoroughly recommend yeah, it. It was I great. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, it was funny, though. We were just saying the other day that having listened to the podcast now for so long, my therapist mm. goes to me and then seeing Vogue Williams is yeah. the documentary, you definitely got the impression that she was very much watering down. Yeah. Her. It was, uh, she was very much in, in serious mode. Don't say yeah. anything that yeah. you should say. Although there was one thing she said in the documentary where I thought, oh, that was a bit mean. <laughs> what did she say? Uh, I don't want to say it because I'm oh, okay, yeah, away, but it was how she reacted. He rang to tell her something. Right, okay. How she reacted to it. I felt terrible for him she just reacted in a certain way okay. she's obviously just very upset yeah yeah like, oh god that's, that's not very nice it's just gonna yeah. make him more upset now he's the one that's not ever it's hard to line up her uh my therapist ghosted me persona which is who she really is yeah. which has to be serious and like as you would be in a documentary like this it's just yeah. hard to line the two up because yeah. you feel like the serious one is really trying to keep the other one under control, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just yeah. lock them in the in the shed until the interview's <laughs> over. Yeah, but yeah, things like that. But no, I definitely recommend it. Yeah, that's on Disney Plus. Okay, that's great. Brilliant. There you go. Okay, so um, now I was thinking maybe for the next one, and this goes along with recommendations at the moment. So mm. after months and months of pestering, I've pestering finally... is the word she chooses. <laughs> <laughs> She's finally, gone with pestering. I finally decided to watch. Um, Made in Australia. No, not Married made. Married at first sight. <laughs> made in Australia. <laughs> you could still have made in Chelsea. Made. Married at first sight. Australia. Made in Australia. <laughs> uh, married at first sight Australia. So I finally started to watch it after 
putting it off for probably years now and of course I'm hooked so yes. I started watching season 10 I'm yes. not going back to season 1 started watching season 10 so I was thinking maybe on the next episode we could talk about season let's 10 let's talk about that yeah, yeah, a little so bit so that's what I'm watching at the moment yeah. thanks to you I am hooked on it well I start. I went back to the second season of White Lotus which I do like but I was just saying this to somebody yesterday I kind of keep forgetting I'm watching it which is not yeah, a good sign I watched the first episode of the first series and I kind of went uh, no, I'm good. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit. It's quite slow moving. Like it looks very nice. Aubrey Plaza's in the second mm. season. Um, I, I have heard it takes a couple of episodes to get into the second season. Anyway, yeah. I'm, it I'm sick good. of I'm sick of shows like that. It takes, it takes so a couple long. of episodes. Yeah, no, why? get it. Get the first one right. And I married it first. Yeah, right. absolutely. <laughs> right in, in there. There. <laughs> there is a series coming out that I'm really looking forward to. I think it starts next month. It's called Mrs. Davis. Okay. And it's by Damon Lindelof. Who did Lost and uh, Watchmen recently? Okay, all right. And it, the, have a look at the trailer for it. It looks What's great. It Mrs. Davis. Mrs. It's about Davis. an AI that's trying to take over the world. All right. But in a very surreal kind of, there's this uh, female character who seems to be dressed as a nun. I don't know if she is or not. Trying to stop it. Okay. But it looks really good. <laughs> right. And um, uh, what else am I watching? Oh, I watched uh, the Boston Strangler on okay. Disney Plus the other day, right. which seemed okay. like it was going to be a nice mix of um, what do you call it, Zodiac, mm-hmm. and a few other things, and it was okay. You right. know, okay. it was uh, okay. just a good kind of period piece journalism kind of movie. I, lo- I love a good journalism movie, mm-hmm. but yeah. and uh, I loved Zodiac as well. So mm-hmm. it, was, it was kind of like a like a diet version of. Zodiac, you okay. know, not not full fat Zodiac. Right. Um, that's really all I've been watching, really. Okay. Yeah. I've well, now I'm I'm only going to be watching Married at First Sight. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's going to take over your life for a while. How many episodes I'm have you watched? I'm on episode three or four. It's just. Is that all? Funny. You're gonna take? It's got. There's like thirty episodes in, in the, the season. Yeah. Is there? Yeah. But they're pretty. Oh, they're long. They're about an hour. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And that's not an hour with ads. That's just an hour. Yeah. I'm actually. I do like the all four app because they only have. Well, I'm watching an all four, so they don't put in ads, but they'll only put. Yeah, like a bit too, or yeah, yeah so tops. Yeah. yeah, so I'll be watching that for the next couple of weeks. Right. <laughs> so, but when we so, finish that, so next time we we'll can... have a chat about that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, among other things. Yeah. Yeah. Other All right. As well. Right. Okay. Another well, one in the can. Yeah. So <laughs> and, and under the time as well, which Perfect. is lovely. Hopefully, the first part of that is all yeah, it's just just end like it, yeah. two sentences into it, yeah. and then we we'll have to okay. do it again. All right then. Until All right. Next until then. Bye. We're ended exactly the same as each other there.